Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into a very special giant crossover version of Nick's Mail.Bag. I am Alex Wolf, I'm editor and chief of the Strickland, which is the website that brings you this podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And we might have another sponsor to tell you guys about soon, but that's not done yet, so I can't say anything. My lips are sealed. But also brought to you by all brought to you by all of you on Patreon. So thank you all, everybody that supports us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Strickland. I will give that pitch in just a moment. Um, I will introduce my normal co-host first. We got Marty Wilpon, Matt Weiss, Warm Perm. Uh, all the names that are not his real name, which is mm-hmm. Matt. That's How are me. you, Matt? I am well, Alex, um, as you can see, not appearing by video. I apologize, everyone. My uh, my webcam is broken, so instead you get to look at this beautiful picture of our beloved Mr. Dolan on Raya. Yeah, yeah. Um, those of you not taking in things on YouTube, you can go see that beautiful picture of Mr. Dolan because uh, yeah. we are on YouTube now. And if you want to go there and throw us a a subscription, maybe a thumbs up, that would be awesome. We're getting pretty close to a thousand, which is exciting. So that would be sick. Uh, anyway, let me introduce next. Do, do you guys have wait? Well, I'll throw it to I'll throw it to Doug, Drew Steele. Drew, do you guys have like special little nicknames you introduce yourselves by when you start? No, you are so much better at this than I am. Do you call and it you is comes? It is it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> but uh no, I'm just like, hey guys, Dallas is here. What's up, Dallas? And he'll and he's like, Hiya, how's it going? And I'm like, that's great, man. I hope you're doing really well. Like, do you got anything to drink or whatever? And he's just like, yeah, I got this uh, smoked Manhattan over the River Falls, and it's some crazy drink he makes. So <laughs> smoked Manhattan over the river, <laughs> over the River Falls. Uh, it's he learned that one in in Niagara Falls. Well, Drew Steele, everybody, welcome, <laughs> welcome to this crossover edition. <laughs> and then uh, we have. As he has just been called, we have Schnookums next. <laughs> Schnookums. Dallas Amico, how are you? 
Really happy to be here. I'm excited. I got to change all my social media now to schnookums. Oh, wow. I've started a movement. This is beautiful. Well, good, good news. We'll all be on Blue Sky Skeeting soon. And then uh, you could be schnookums there. Nice. Nice. Guys- I'm going to have to claim that before yeah. anyone else Yeah, you got to. Alex, your first invitation that you get has to go to Dallas so you can claim at schnookums. Just so you can get schnookums. <laughs> I'll have to check and make sure nobody took schnookums already. Yeah um luckily there's probably about 18 ways to uh to spell that but do they do they call it skeeting for real uh so i did get on to blue sky early today and because well, what got, is this thing you're even talking about blue it's sky. like a, it's like a new twitter made by jack dorsey and it's actually really good um <laughs> and i think okay. it might actually have the legs to maybe actually displace twitter it doesn't feel like a weird unfinished product like Mastodon or like freaking T2 or whatever. Um, so I was on there today and yeah, they, people were trying to be like, Oh, what should we call um, tweets on here? Cause they're just called posts right now. But they were like, Oh, like the community can name it. Ha ha ha. And people were like, well, it's blue sky sky and like a sky tweet. So we'll call it a skeet. That's a great name. That's beautiful. <laughs> And so then, it really so, is. So then the the CEO of Blue Sky did the worst possible thing, which was tell a bunch of like memeing shit posters that they shouldn't do something. Um, so the the CEO was like, guys, we probably shouldn't call them skeets. I prefer <laughs> something else. And then everybody's like, well, they're called skeets now. All right, that's good to know. It's done. It's just like it's the done. obvious thing to do is to be like, wow, that is the funniest thing ever. We're going to officially call them skeets, and then nobody would call it skeets after that. Exactly. Like, but, you know, they weren't aware enough. They weren't aware mm-hmm. enough. So. so, Dallas, what are you drinking, by the way? Uh, it's a Sazerac, which is the greatest cocktail, uh, also known as the <laughs> New York over the River Falls. Or whatever it was that you called it, Doug? Manhattan over the river. Manhattan falls. Over the river falls. Manhattan over the river falls. Yeah, it was a smoke Manhattan. Smoke Manhattan over the river falls. Yeah. I'm just imagining Dallas walking to a bar now and ordering a New York. <laughs> like, Excuse me. New York on the rocks. If you, if you never had a Sazerac though, please go have a Sazerac. It is absolutely the best cocktail that's been ever invented. Is it? Is a New York on the rocks just like dirty hot dog water mixed with vodka? <laughs> Over ice. Oh, yeah. That's also good. you have to you have to say first of all a New York on the rocks. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Brought to you all by right. the FDNY. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. All right, uh, just not the NYPD. <laughs> no, 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 Swift no, kicking no, no, the balls no. and a wrongful arrest. No, no, no. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't, spo- they don't sponsor this one. <laughs> stricken roll, maybe, but not this one. <laughs> stricken roll, sponsored by the NYPD. All right. Was that the sponsor you were teasing? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we're working out a contract. No, it's not. It's right not now. the NYPD. It's actually the Police Benevolent Association. Yeah. Even, <laughs> Even better. No, we're actually sponsored by the Marines. Hoorah! All right. Uh, anyway, all right. Moving to our next. All right, well, so moving to the next thing. Yeah, uh, our next question. We're not to the next question yet. Next thing, uh, Patreon. If you're not following us on Patreon yet, and you want more great content like this, especially from drew and dallas definitely make sure to visit patreon.com slash the strickland or go to the strict.land and visit the patreon tab it'll just take you right there we have all kinds of different memberships all the way from just like dropping a couple bucks in our cup to say you like us 
with no other benefit. But if you spend just a couple extra dollars, you get a lot of great stuff. If you don't feel like getting yourself on a brand new social media platform, it like and jumping on something brand new like I'm apparently doing now, and you hate Twitter, you could join the Strict Cord. And we have that available as part of our $6 a month tier. But the best part is you don't just get access to Strict Cord. You also get access to uh, Schwinn and Prez's full Pod Strickland on Fridays, which if you're only listening to this on your regular podcast feed, you normally only get a preview of. So there's that. Uh, there's also some uh, – uh, wait, am I screwing – oh, you got your guys' mailbag, duh. <laughs> I almost forgot. Yeah. So then you can hear Drew and uh, Drew and Dallas's full mailbag every other week when you're not listening to ours. So that's that for the $6 tier. $9 tier gets you Strick and Roll, the, the official podcast of the NYPD, um, hosted by Schwinn, typically every other week. Uh, some Sometimes varies. Um, but yeah, so you can get that podcast for our $9 a month tier, as well as exclusive written pieces from Matthew Miranda and some of our other talented writers. Uh, that's on that tier. You also get a merch discount on there. So if you haven't already, check out uh, the strickland.bigcartel.com or just visit the shop portion of the strict.land and you can check out some merch there. And if you're part of the $9 tier or above, you get discounts off merch. We have a bunch of cool stuff on there. So definitely check that out. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other tiers. I don't feel like listing them all out. Just go to patreon.com slash strickland and check them out for yourself and see what you like. But I think we can now get into these questions because it's we got a bunch. We got a, We got a good bunch. We're going to be here for a couple hours. Probably. Wait, just before before we start, Alex, um, yeah. someone's missing. Oh, is it? Are you talking about Wackery? Yeah, where's Wackery? I don't know. He's probably on a date or something. Freaking weirdo. No, he said he was gone. I mean, he said he was gone all weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, really... <laughs> Zach. No, he's not coming on. No, I was, I was, oh, yeah. we would, uh, I was like, what, what is it? Um, uh, you guys get a... making fun of me last time for not being here. So I, I can't let Zach go without saying something. About <laughs> and come on, we didn't make fun of you that hard. Uh, I mean, I listened to 15 minutes of the podcast before I was like, okay, they're done talking about me and I can, I can stop listening. So I don't well, know. Good, wow. good news is minutes. we, good news is we picked it back up again at the end. So, oh, all right. Well, I'm not going to listen to the rest of it. But to be fair, we got asked a bunch of questions about your absence and all yeah. that stuff. Nobody asked about Zach's absence because no one cares about him. And that is the saddest <laughs> thing of all. It's also we have it's, four it's people here. If there, yeah, if there was five, even realize. <laughs> if there was five of us here, I'd be like, Zach, you're off the island. You have to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Of like, we have too many people. Too we wait until his cat starts hitting his keyboard and we have to listen to... <laughs> <laughs> or something yeah, crash in his background there's always some loud noise during every one of our podcast recordings because Zach's cat just destroyed something in his apartment but his but his new cat is so cute <laughs> yeah but now he's got two and yeah, he's probably he more destruction yeah but his explanation he doesn't is strike so me as a cat person though Zach? no he is big yeah, time oh, he's yeah. only a cat person and he has he has or well he had his one cat and then uh, was like yeah my cat was getting lonely so I got another cat. Like he's a considerate cat owner, man. Yeah. Like he's taking his cat's feelings into account. He's a good cat owner. He's got like he just behind like he he's like a pet snake guy, you know? Pet <laughs> snake. I could kind of see it. Komodo dragon. <laughs> Komodo dragon. Exactly. Bearded lizard. He's got a bearded lizard. Yeah, he, has, he, he, has, like, he, named it, he named it Blade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into these questions. My God, we could go on like this for fucking hours. This is the problem. <laughs> this with the whole thing. <laughs> Matt, we were about to get into questions, and then you sidetracked uh, us on this bearded lizard named Blade. 
And well, hey, this is <laughs> we got we got Schnookums on this podcast. We got Zach's bearded lizard blade. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like send Zach a bearded lizard now and just be like, this yeah. is blade. This Wait, is can, can the four of us chip in? How much do bearded lizards cost? Are we willing they're, to split the cost of a bearded lizard four ways? They're only like fifty bucks. I, think. I mean, you can get them like where Pet do you Smart. even get one? You can get one at like PetSmart. They got them there. Can we like ship yeah. it? Um, I can just. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know Zach's Queens. address. I'm I never can figure it out. I can be like Zach. I, but... I can be like Zach. I'm gonna deliver something to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just say we're gonna something? Shirt, and it's actually the lizard. He ordered merch. You should have his address. He ordered merch. Oh yeah, that's true. I do have his address. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we I was gonna say. I, I mean, just he's publicly been... publicly talking about our privacy violations. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Zach. <laughs> I don't look up anyone else's address. <laughs> Can you I imagine know, we're gonna the, dox like... him right now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna dox him live on air. Just, just look it up now. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's just throw a screenshot up on YouTube. Yeah, quick of um, Zach's address. Zach's, you know, been to my apartment, but I don't know his address because I would never go to his apartment <laughs> because he lives in Queens. That's all I'll say, so we don't actually dox him. But <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's get to our questions. Question one. This comes from Mikey Cook Seven. These are all from our uh, from the Strict Cord, by the way. So again, another perk you get to ask us questions on our mailbag shows because we've basically gotten rid of taking questions on Twitter because we we're getting so many freaking questions that we were just like, we just we're just gonna throw this to the Discord for now. Uh, so from our buddy Mikey Cooks on the Discord, which visual would make you more happy after the Knicks sweep Miami? A defeated Pat Riley in the crowd or Udonis Haslam sobbing on the bench? I will work clockwise in order of the video. So, Schnookums, what do you think? Oh, clearly Pat Riley. I mean, Udonis Haslam crying will be hysterical, and I will savor it, but it doesn't have as much meaning as, like, Pat Riley's fucking old ass getting defeated by the Knicks, finally. Like, uh, I need to see that. I need need him to retire because of how badly the Knicks (laughs) beat and embarrassed the Heat. So that he's like, there's no hope for this roster after the way the Knicks dismantled them. That's that's what I need. Udonis Haslam, what has he ever done to the Knicks? I, he hasn't played in ever. Like he played like what, 15 minutes a game during the like Wade, LeBron, Heatles years or whatever. Like I don't I don't have beef with him. He's he's funny. He's a character, but I don't I don't I don't I don't give a fuck about like him crying. Udonis Haslam is so freaking old that he was a huge part of the D Wade and Shaq title team in 2005. I think that was 2005. That's something that's how it's it's been that long. Yeah, that's how old Haslam is. It's fucking 2023. And this guy's kids. Like it's totally feasible for him to have grandkids. He's 42. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's also literally just taking up a roster spot just like out of spite at this point. And I don't understand why the Heat aren't like, okay, just fucking retire. We'll make you an assistant coach. Like you could stay on the bench, but we need this roster spot. Like, think about how often with the Knicks, like they need to cycle guys in and out of the roster spots. And yet you have fucking Udonis Haslam with like his lifetime deal of like, we're just gonna give you like one point five million dollars a year for life as long as you feel like staying in enough cardio shape to play two minutes of NBA basketball per year. Must be a really nice existence. Um, all right, uh, Matt, what do you think? What do you think? What's your... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Dallas. The answer is, is Riley. I don't really give a shit about Udonis Haslam getting upset. The funny thing will be, Riley is probably too old and decrepit to cry. 
So he's just going to like be making a crying face, you know, like he'll be like his face will be all twisted up and he'll be like clearly distraught, but just no tears coming out because he's too embalmed to, to cry anymore. He can't cry through all the Botox. You yeah, know, exactly. too much. Yeah. Uh, Doug, what do you think? Guys, it's clearly Udonis Haslam. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's clearly. Here's the thing you don't understand about Pat Riley, right? He's already miserable. Right, his entire existence is just misery. See how good the Knicks are right now. Look at all the hype that's going just for like beating the Cavaliers in the first round. Right, this is like the best Knicks team in the past ten years, and they're only going up if Leon Rosen, like Worldwide West, managed to bring a title to New York City. Given like the current climate, the fan base we have. Pat Riley is his era is not even going to be remembered in terms of like the great Knicks teams, right? Because the nineties are gonna be forgotten because they didn't win. Oh no, am I frozen? No. You're not frozen for no, me. Not. Frozen. Oh, I thought Damn, you were like I thought I was frozen. I thought you were like pretending to Alex be was, <laughs> Alex fell asleep. Uh and Marty, despite moving a lot. <laughs> He no, you guys look like so still. still when I was doing it. But yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Pat Riley's just gonna be forgotten about. And the fact that he left my he left the Knicks to go to Miami to win in Miami, it no one's gonna care because this era of Knicks basketball is gonna be remembered for further, like is gonna be eternal. And Pat Riley's just gonna be like shit. I could have done this in New York the whole time and said I was too why, petty. Why did you done as Haslam is funnier? I was about to say, I still feel. I feel like you're making a case for yeah. why Pat Riley is the obvious answer. Yeah, I don't understand. You didn't say a word about your Dennis Haslam there. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that it doesn't like we already know that's Pat Riley already. Like we don't need to see him miserable. He is perpetually miserable. Like I don't need confirmation on a television screen to see that he's miserable. I already know he's a miserable pick, prick. I just want to see you Dennis Haslam cry on the bench. Okay. It'll yeah. be so funny. I, I, hear it. I hear it. There's no extra value added. Like if he's if he's infinitely miserable, like any extra misery, it's like you it doesn't it doesn't add any. But then you don't. Yeah, like his like, his like, life is a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like his life is a joke, <laughs> and he knows this. I mean, what I actually want to see is Jimmy Butler try to strangle a ref because he didn't call like you know he didn't call thirty fouls on him on in in game five <laughs> and made sure that he won. I don't think okay. Drew, I kind of disagree with your Pat Riley assessment. I mean, I I think he sleeps pretty well at night. The guy's won three championships so. in Miami since taking over there like 25, 30 years ago. Like, that's a pretty solid return rate. Like, I don't think he's really yeah, – he's he's like, he, It's going to be forgotten when the Knicks go on their run. Everything Pat Riley did, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I, I really don't understand your point at all. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. For those for those that that pick Pat Riley, uh, Dallas, is there a Heat player that could be sobbing on the bench that would supersede Pat Riley for you? Nope. Okay. Nope. Matt, what do you think? Um no, I agree. I mean, Jimmy Butler, yeah, I, I actually like Jimmy Butler, um, but I just do want to see him get very angry when he doesn't, you know, just get handed 35-point uh, games like he did against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I do want to see Tyler Hero cry. 
Oh, damn he, it, like, you stole my answer. He just I don't not more than Pat Riley, but he just like thinks he's so much better than he is. I think and he's I injured, mean, so even yeah. I, I want to see Tyler Hero in a designer hoodie and some skinny jeans <laughs> and like a big stupid chain sitting on the bench, like bawling his eyes out. That would be Pat Riley for me. That that would be better. I don't like Tyler Hero. I think he's a fucking loser. So yeah, that, was, that would be one. better. That would be better. All right, let's move to our next That's question. A little, little more serious here. A little more serious. Uh, ZMP323 uh, in the Discord wants to know, what are your thoughts on Tibbs using guards and wings to screen for Brunson? How well do you think it could work against Miami? I'll just go to Dallas again. Dallas, you're the resident like film breakdown, man. What do you think about this? Absolutely love guard-guard screens. Um, against Miami, they're a little tricky. Uh, it totally depends on the defense they're running. So, like, if they're starting off with one of their better defenders on Brunson and they're switching, guard-guard screens are going to get you a nice switch and a better advantage for Brunson. So that's going to be awesome. Guard-guard um, screens, if they're blitzing, is also going to be pretty good because um, if they're trying to blitz or trap the pick and roll, you'd much rather have, like, I don't know, uh, Gabe Vincent, you know, coming to the ball and like trapping uh, Brunson, then like Bam Adebayo, like that length makes it much harder to get the ball out, to swing the ball to whoever's the open guy. So guard garden screens in that case are great. Um, if they're uh, playing it straight up, I think guard guard screens are pretty good too. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I think they're, I think they're awesome against all the stuff you're going to see. Now where you might have a little bit of, trouble is like against the zone um sometimes guard guard screens aren't it's not going to get you very much um a lot of times perimeter screens don't get you very much what matters more is how quickly you can uh move the ball you want to get to those places where the zone comes together um and then kick the ball uh so then then it becomes kind of useless but yeah no guard guard screens are great they were super effective against the Cavs. um getting worse defenders on brunson or if they were trying to like you know, hedge and recover it just gave him a step because you're trying to communicate with another guy and it's really tough to do that. Uh, yeah, nothing to hate about him. All right, Drew, what do you think? If RJ Barrett's going to be as good as he's been the past three games with decision-making and finishing at the rim, they're just going to do like, and I know he's not a guard, he's a wing, but they're just going to do that guard wing screen, screen on a blitz every single time and the Heat won't have it. They won't have any ability to stop RJ going at the rim. So they, they don't even, like, Bam's great and all, but they don't have the same size. And I think it'll just be good night if it happens again. It'll, it'll be a lot on RJ and then uh, IQ when he uh, gets in if they play a lot of Brunson and IQ, which they may, because Quickly's really good against the Heat. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Like, it, it, it should, in theory, work really well, just given RJ's skill set and how he's been playing. Like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy play just to get out of Anything, like anything you want. It's it, it's just a great combo right now. So yeah. I uh <laughs> Matt, do you agree? <laughs> I do, but I do have something to add. Um oh, man. I was I, setting I, you up. <laughs> I know, I know, but I unfortunately someone's I, wait, can we all can we all agree to at one point during the episode just say I agree in honor of Zach? I agree. Yeah, I agree. That is, <laughs> no, not now, it doesn't count. <laughs> Later Dallas on. is never going to just say I agree. He's always going to have like a, an essay he has to read off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, add what anyway, you like. I do agree with everything Drew and Dallas said, but I will say I think because the Heat are smaller than the Cavs, they're going to want to use 
the standard guard big screens more often than they did after game two when they stopped, really stopped using them. Because um, especially with Love, if Love's out there, like you want to get Love on the Brunson and keep him away from the basket because mm-hmm. that's yeah. their best rebounding threat. So um, I think, you know, if Randall plays, we're going to see a ton of Randall for Brunson screens to get Love onto. Um, or if Bam is guarding Randall, I guess, which would be interesting, um, then you get Bam... <laughs> So I'm just cracking up because Dallas is giving me very, very heavy nods, which you can't hear if you're listening to this. But, but I feel very uh, approved right now that I'm, you know, Dallas is giving me the thumbs up. Anyway, oh, oh. so I think I, my guess is Tibbs going to go back to kind of his standard playbook to start, um, just to see how how well the the guard big screens work against Miami because they probably are going to work better than they did against the Cavs. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I could see either working quite well, like outside of. So, I mean, obviously Miami is a, a good scheme in place on defense, and but, like, they don't have a ton of amazing defenders, I feel like. They, like I mean, Jimmy like, Butler, Butler, yes. Butler and, and Bam. And Bam, and Bam like, yes. Yeah. that's But that's pretty much it. Like, if you can if you can take advantage of what they give you otherwise on the floor, you're in really good shape, I feel like. And I'm with you. I, I actually think I would look more for big screens in this one. Like, I really enjoyed, like, the Knicks were in game four, I believe. Um, they were doing – or was it game five? I forget now. Anyway, they were doing, uh, like, a lot of, like, double big screens where they were bringing both Julius and Mitch up to the, like, top of the three-point line and then kind of giving Brunson the option of, like, okay, take either one of these options. And – if they're able to do that against the Heat, I feel like they could be in good shape because then, as, as you said, you can either get Love stranded on an island against Brunson or, you know, try to get Bam in foul trouble by getting him into actions because once you get – like, if you get him in foul trouble, they're kind of screwed. Like, they don't have a ton of options uh, behind him at the five. It's like, what, Cody Zeller, who doesn't scare me very much, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you so, saw Zeller against the Bucks the other night. Like, the, they don't want that. No, they definitely won't, don't want that. Like, it was a miracle that they had the guys foul out that they didn't still manage to yeah. pull that game out. Yeah. Probably more of a testament to just how fraudulent the Bucks are than yeah, how good the Heat are, <laughs> if, we're, if we're being honest. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you guys. I, I think there needs to be lots of screens, period. That's the main yeah. thing. Like, don't don't let these guys get stranded on islands. Don't just, don't just do your ISO shit. You know. Well, D- Dallas, I want to ask you something. So, well, I was just gonna, real quick. It just it depends on what kind of coverage you're getting. Because if like they're blitzing, first of all, you don't want to do a big sc- sc- like a screen with Mitch because you don't want him to be the outlet pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the but I agree with everything else you're saying. But then the other thing is you don't want to set screens when you have one of the things the Knicks had trouble with early in the season is they would get a favorable switch and then they would set screens and allow mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're like what are you doing or. Or because uh, then you let the defense recover. So there are times where, like, against a switching team where you want to be like, all right, let's just chill. you got a mismatch in early oh, uh, yeah. semi-transition or something like yeah, that. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over screen in those situations where I'm like, just, like, stop doing these, like, toss back things, Brunson. You've got, like, you get Kevin Love on a cross match. Just freaking take him. Yeah. And I yeah. think Brunson is smart enough to know that. Like, I think the, I think the goal should just be get Kevin Love on Jalen Brunson. That's what I was going to say. That's what I want to ask Dallas. Shouldn't Tibbs' whole game plan on offense be get love on Brunson? Because that works in two ways. One, love is a shitty individual defender, so Brunson's going to cook him. And two, he's their best rebounder. So 
like you you don't want him anywhere near Mitch because then Mitch will just get eleven offensive boards every game. Like I'm not as scared of Bam as a rebounder. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you there. I think it's just going to depend on the like the scheme. Like you know, they're going to be changing mm-hmm. schemes all the time. So if they're yeah. in zone, like you're not going to get Kevin Love on Brunson no matter how you what you want to do. If they're hedging and recovering, you're not getting Kevin Love on him either. Maybe you're involving him in the play, but you're not getting him on him. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, only times sure. you're going to get on him is really if they're switching, um, which because of Brunson's ability and isolation, it wouldn't surprise me if you don't see a ton of that. And also because of their concerns with Mitch, it wouldn't surprise me if you don't see a ton of that. Because I'm my guess is that they're going to try to keep on defense Kevin Love like glued to Mitch in terms of like yeah. – to box out that sort of thing. I mean, the other thing is the Knicks, like, they figured it out in that one game against the Heat, but, like, all season they suck against the zone. So the Heat are probably going to mm-hmm. come out playing zone, and they're going to have to be prepared for that. But the Knicks and they'll go to zone for a whole quarter, or for, like, a whole yeah. half. They're, like, totally – they're cool with it in a way no other NBA team is. Yeah. Like, most teams are, like, two plays, three plays. We're worried that you're going to figure it out. But the Heat are, like, nah, come on. We'll, we'll play a whole series in zone, yeah. The Knicks also they're like, just very disciplined uh, in the zone. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like they can switch easily from two three to three two anytime, yeah. and they just are way too disciplined. It's that's where they're they're gonna play a lot of zone. That's they're but that's what they're probably really gonna do is play a lot of zone. The Knicks also got better at busting zones by the end of the year, though. Like, yeah, and and the and most of the difference was their three point shooters started three point shooting, <laughs> and that made life a lot mm-hmm. easier. But then they were also like attacking closeouts and and shifting that zone around and finding the holes in it. So yeah, I mean to that point, quickly has got to play more than twenty five minutes a game in this series. Yeah, yes. you know, I, I think it was okay that Tibbs kind of limited his minutes against the Cavs, but he's got to play like closer to thirty against mm-hmm. against the Heat. I don't think we need to see Josh Hart for forty seven minutes. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, and, <laughs> no. and especially because he's he's lightly nursing an injury still. yeah so hopefully... and also like with grime i mean we probably won't anyway because grimes is going to play and like the main reason is you know tips will probably be like oh hart's got to play every position against butler but i, I assume he's gonna be fine with grimes on butler so mm-hmm. so that should help that should yeah. help matters a little bit all right let's move to our next question this comes to us from clyde quickly in the discord uh if asked <laughs> what would you name the miami club that tips would frequent in between coaching jobs um objective Wait, the, the word objective wasn't in this. Whatever. Objective being that everyone would know what the experience was like just from hearing the name. So uh we'll go we'll go counterclockwise this time. Drew, uh what would uh what would Tibbs's club be named that would tell you exactly what you needed to know about the club? Ice. Ice. Would there be lots of ice sculptures? Yeah, it's ice, baby. Is it is it ice is in Miami? Whole- is the whole thing the whole ice? ice. Like, like a Quebec ice, ice hotel? How much would yeah, it cost to maintain? Thing. How much would it cost to keep that full of ice all year round? The the cocaine money that comes through Miami. They got it. They got it on <laughs> lock. It's going to be... How much would it cost club. the cocaine money? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, but, that's what it's going to be. Because, you know, as Tib's very involved in the cocaine trade in Miami, so he'll have access. He is. <laughs> Uh, Matt, you can go yes. next. I'm going to look up a trivia question for us. Real okay. Um, I would call it Rasp after his voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. Go ahead, Dallas. That's that's all I got. 
I think Tibbs would go to a club called Fragrance. And it would just be like every room in the club would have a different fragrance, a different scent. And the whole thing would be themed around like the joys of the nose, the, 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 the beauty of, there'd be like a chocolate chip cookie room. There'd be like, what does this have to do with Tibbs? <laughs> Tibbs looks like a man who appreciates good smells. Like he likes, that's, yeah, he, he likes a good musk, you know, like an aqua noir. Fresh cut bouquet. That's Tibbs is all about that. That's that's my view. That's what I think. Okay. All right. What would you guys anticipate is the total gross of cocaine sales <laughs> in Miami per year? Gross sales gross. or gross are, are we like doing revenue? dollars or, or let's just say the total pounds? amount. Total amount doesn't have to be like profit made what's the total amount that they're sold but, it, but it's dollars dollars yes okay um 100 million 65 billion that's low 65 billion okay okay well that's uh -huh. definitely high <laughs> I'm, no, man, that, I'm, I'm telling you it's on point i'm gonna say 325 million okay all right uh matt and dallas you guys are criminally low Damn, Drew, you might be closer. <laughs> somehow. Thank you. Sixty-five billion. All right. Thank you. So, so What's I can't. So I can't find an exact number of just like what <laughs> is moved per Wait, year. You made us guess. You made us guess. You don't have an exact Wait, number. Aren't we playing prices right no, rules? But I did find. I did find this Not article. Right. Oh, should I? Should I? Well, I can't give a guess. I can't. Give no, you know what it is. No, but I'm saying I, we were playing prices right rules. Right rules. I assume, and Drew definitely went over, even if it's like ten. Drew's probably over, so you probably win oh, by yeah. default of being a prices right, like sixty five dollars and one hey, cent, hey, Bob. Hey, kind of hey, one dollar. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> anyway, all right. So in 2016, the Coast Guard offloaded a offloaded 26 and a half tons of cocaine seized in an Eastern Pacific drug transit. That 26 and a half tons that was apparently, I would assume on like one freighter was worth $715 million in wholesale value. So resale value, that's probably worth at least 1.5 billion. Dude, I'm, and that was, I'm so that much was closer one, and that's only one shit. That but that doesn't mean it's all sold in Miami. Like yeah. a lot of that's going to get taken up to New York and a lot of that's going right. to get taken to LA. All right. I think the moral of the story is though, I would be surprised if it's not at least that much in Miami per year. This episode brought moral to you the story by Immigration is. Customs Enforcement. <laughs> now, I was going to say, wait, with our new, with our new connections to the yeah. NYPD, uh, we can, we can surely <laughs> they can call up the DEA and get yeah. us some accurate yeah. numbers so yeah. we can see who actually was right here. I got. I'm telling you, I got it right. It's not 65 it's billion. It's not 65 billion. It's definitely not. I'm telling that. you, it's 65 billion. All right, we'll we'll research this for another time. Maybe we'll drop this in Discord once yeah. we figure our, it out. Our researchers will get right on it, guys. Our researchers <laughs> will get right on it. AKA me, if I feel inclined enough to continue looking <laughs> into this subject, which I probably won't. Um. All right, uh, Dallas, did you give your name of of your club yet? What did you miss? His whole thing. I did. It was ridiculous. I was researching. Oh my I'm god! Sorry. It was so stupid. Next question. <laughs> no wait, Jesus I didn't get Christ. mine. Um, Go ahead, Dallas. 
Go ahead, Dallas. Get that. Get just I, give give me the cliff notes. No, no I already no, gave it. It's no. Oh. Here, here's here's the over here's the the one thousand foot view or ten thousand foot view. Alex, Dallas has decided that Tibbs the man who likes his smells. <laughs> okay. So the club is called it's fragrance. In every right. room, there's a different fragrance. You know. Okay. Interesting. You got the chocolate chip cookie room. <laughs> got the stinky okay. room. I'm so good right now. I'm disappointed. I was zoned out reading about cocaine while I can't believe you missed that whole thing. We we, we were it's Drew tough, and I were incredulous. <laughs> this is why this is why most podcasts have like a producer that sits yeah. on the side need, and can research things and whatever. Yeah. Like while people are talking, the thing is, like Paul doesn't even produce this podcast, so you're yeah. the producer. All me, baby. <laughs> I'm producing and directing and hosting and giving opinions. Um, all right, so my Tibbs Club would be called the VCR. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a little oh, inside, yeah. a little inside joke. Tibbs gets laid every night at VCR. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, <laughs> next question. Oh, this is related. Um, this one comes from uh, our buddy Vivek V. Hania on uh, Discord. What's Tibbs's drink of choice when he goes clubbing in Miami? Dallas, you first. The New Yorker. The New Yorker, clearly. It's the New York. You fucked up. It's the New York. The New York. <laughs> New York. The New York. <laughs> Dirty hot dog water and vodka oh. on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely uh, does not. He definitely does not care what his alcohol tastes like. He's like, whatever will help him crunch an extra hour of film. Like, whatever just nasty he's like he probably drinks everclear he's just <laughs> oh, i'm just gonna, he's like if i just take uh, that'll get me through the next he's gonna wake me up and get me through the next 30 minutes of film he's just like what's gonna be the most efficient <laughs> give me this yeah he's chugging rubber find, alcohol I find one more ob top and mistake on defense before i go to bed <laughs> okay uh I'm gonna switch the order up. We're gonna go crisscross this time. Drew, what's what's uh Tibbs' drink of choice when he goes clubbing? He's drinking white claws. <laughs> no loss with the claws in he's, Miami. He's he's crushing white claws, man. Black cherry white claws. Black, do you think, do you think black cherry? Is worried about his his weight? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, it's it's the it's for him. This is the best way to get fucked up. He's like, I love white claws. <laughs> But why black cherry? You think that's his so I had a black cherry. I had my first one the other night, and it was a black cherry one. Some random guy which just gave it to me, and I was like, sick, man. It's my least favorite flavor. How did you make it until 2023, never having had a White Claw before? Where would I have yeah. one? I don't, yeah. In the world? What do you mean? Where would you have one? A, a barbecue? Bar? On a boat? A barbecue? Like... Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, what? Who goes on boats? What? People during the summer? You've never been on a boat before? You don't go on boats. No, people don't go on boats. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? How are you acting like I'm the crazy Who goes on boats? <laughs> you just don't go on boats. Because it looks like I'm someone like, hey, you know where I want to go? I want to go on a boat. How do, you, how, do you boat? About it? how do you get to work? A kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Not a boat, by the way. Just, oh God. <laughs> Wait, a kayak is a boat, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, no. But... Is it? What's that? <laughs> boat? I think it's a boat. It's a boat. It Researchers are getting on it right now. 
Yeah. Um, uh, a kayak is a boat. It's a small vessel propelled on water by oars, sails, or an engine. So a kayak's a boat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I didn't. I was, I wasn't I was saying that, that to support Drew's bit <laughs> of saying. I, like, I thought maybe it was like a. I wasn't sure if it was a square rectangle thing. I didn't know if like you know. There or, is. I used to have a friend who'd get really mad about the difference between boats and ships. And I never figured it out, but he w- he cared a lot about this <laughs> distinction. He's like, ships are cool, but boats are not, in his view. And he thinks... Well, he sounds thinks like Drew's kind of guy. What? Well, sounds like that kind of guy. <laughs> Drew will get on a fucking ship. Don't you worry. I'll get on a ship. <laughs> I'll go on a ship. <laughs> got around and Drew is on that immediately. But a boat. Wait, Matt, I want to revisit the square versus not square thing no, you rectangle. said square versus rectangle because all squares are rectangles but all not, not all rectangles oh, are squares i thought you were saying like boats like being squares and rectangles. what the no. fuck what, what he was thinking he was he was thinking maybe all boats are kayaks but not all kayaks are boats okay uh, yeah yeah another yeah, way around yeah. yeah no 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 he was the old proverb <laughs> all right um how did we get so how do we stray so far uh, <laughs> matt what's What's Tibbs' drink of choice when he I goes clubbing in Tibbs, Um, Okay, I don't actually believe this, but I want to say Tibbs is very up with the times, and he drinks espresso martinis like a, <laughs> like a basic 28-year-old woman. Okay. He probably does. I can <laughs> see that. I can see that. Because it's Wait. got the espresso, and you know he's a martini mm-hmm. man. He likes it extra dirty. Does yes. Do you think Tibbs yes. gets access? Does Tibbs get access to the... Uh... To the team's chefs, like the guy, the people who are making oh, for the food. sure. Definitely. Then, but then he can just be like, don't make me the healthy shit and like make me drinks as well. And like, because yeah. he's not a I'm player. Just, I'm just imagining. Oh, you know, he only asked for chicken tenders. Out with all the, the players and all of their partners at a club. And like, you know, they're all, or like a, a bunch of them are ordering espresso martinis. And Tim's like, what is that? It looks really good. And then he, he just <laughs> loves espresso martinis. <laughs> I can totally, I could see this. I think, I think Tibbs's drink of choice is water. He's that guy that just drinks water at the club all night because he's like, I need to keep my mind sharp. <laughs> yes. I got to coach tomorrow. And if he ever had a hangover when he had to coach, he would like consider it the greatest failure of his life. Mm, is he, is he somebody though who just, does he drink it like in something that's obviously water or does he put it in like a rocks glass and like, try I don't to know, he, like he he's just, fitting in? Well, he, he brings his own obvious. Drug. He takes the obviously water cup there and also chastises people for drinking. We'll be like, are you sure you need that other one, uh, 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 Jalen? Are you sure you need that? He's oh, drinking wow. on the dance no. floor with his Emmanuel, you, uh, you take one more sip of that, Emmanuel, and that's three more minutes off your playing time tomorrow. <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> He's got Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett sitting right next to each other drinking the same amount. And with RJ's like, RJ, you're looking great, bud. You're looking great. Oh, but you take one more sip, you're benched the rest of the fucking week. <laughs> Julius, what's that? You're plastered again? 45 minutes tomorrow, baby. 45 minutes. You got to sweat it out, buddy. <laughs> Hair of the talk. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Next question. This one's a fun one. Salty B.O.B. out of the Discord wants to know, why does Evan Mobley get the benefit of the doubt for being young when he's literally one year younger than R.J. Barrett? <laughs> huh. Matt, what do you think? Um, it's prospect fatigue. This this happens with prospects. RJ's been in the league for you know for four years already since he came in when he was so young, and uh, so people don't realize that RJ is twenty two, and Mobley is fresh and new, 
and RJ's not fresh and new. So, you know, RJ doesn't get the benefit of the doubt for being young because people have, they're just, they've seen him for too long and they forget. That's the first serious answer I've given. <laughs> wow. Congrats. Well, actually, I, I answered the first, I answered that, that screen question for real. Uh, anyway, I, but I do think that's, that's the issue is that RJ has just been in the league for four years already. So people forget that he's so young. Dallas, what do you think? What, what do you think the, the disconnect is with people? And everybody watched him the year before, too, at Duke. Like, nobody mm-hmm. watched USC. True. Nobody was trying to mm-hmm. catch Mobley games yeah. uh, in college, unless maybe Prez and the draft Strickland people. <laughs> nobody else was watching him, I can tell you that much. Uh, I, I think uh, Matt's answer is, is right. But um, I would also add that I think they both should get the benefit of the doubt. Like, they're extraordinarily young and both have a lot of room and a lot of time to grow and to get better. And, like, that's cool. Wow. Missed opportunity to dunk on him, but also very I, sweet of you. <laughs> Julius Randall already did that. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, Drew, do you have anything to add to that? I agree. Yes. <laughs> we did it, there folks. There's your I agree. We um, did it. <laughs> this is like only semi-related, but I don't think we have any actual Donovan Mitchell questions. Do you guys see now there are quotes going around again that, oh, everyone's saying Donovan Mitchell is going to go right to New York when he's a free agent. I don't want him anymore. Yeah. I don't want him. Don't come here. That choke artist. Yeah. No, thanks, buddy. <laughs> we got culture here and you're not part of it. I mean, but like for real though, like I don't want him on this team. Where where would you put him? Yeah. I didn't. Once we got Brunson, I didn't want him. Yeah. Him. I mean, he would just make our, our defense worse. The and, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just, only thing I'll add to the Mobley discussion is uh, RJ plays in the toughest market in the country where diamonds are made from coal. And, you know, he's, he's coming out of diamond right now, hopefully. And Mobley plays in a nice, soft, squishy, uh, uh, small market where everybody wants him to be good and, you know, whatever. So there's no pressure. So where they where they literally mine for coal. That's where he plays. <laughs> yeah, they where they literally mine for the coal that becomes New York Diamonds <laughs> is where Evan Mobley plays. So mm-hmm. uh, that said, um, I I do agree on in a on a serious note. I agree with Dallas. Like Mobley's gonna be really fucking good. Like he's like I I really my favorite description of him that I thought of myself was uh like. Chris Bosch, but like where you could see a potential where he could be a lot better than Chris Bosch, like very similar style play though, like impacts the game defensively has potential for shooting, like can play the five can play the four is just super versatile. You know, I, th- I think he's going to be really, really good. So shout out to Evan Mobley, future Nick. Um, <laughs> can Evan Mobley become a Nick instead of Donovan Mitchell? Oh, that'd, be, do that? that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Um, all right, next question comes to comes to us from Max Julian in the Discord, and Max wants to know how do you factor in internal development into the Knicks' long term plans, given their age or lack thereof at some positions? For example, RJ, IQ, Grimes, etc. Um, so Drew, I'll throw it to you first. How do, how do you factor internal development into the Knicks' long term plans? Especially considering like this year they might not have a draft pick. So I guess like you kind of have to start thinking about like, okay, these guys that we have on the team right now might be it for going into next year too. I guess I, I gotta be, I wasn't really understanding the, uh, 
the question that much. Yeah. So, I think it's I just totally I, I think it's just like how much are you so the way that I take this is how much are you buying into internal development as it pertains to this team being able to get demonstrably better going forward or do you think that as far as long-term plans go that these guys the younger guys on the team are ultimately just going to be like part of something bigger I, to acquire a different player or something Okay, I think I see what you're saying. At some, I think what's going to be interesting at some point is how much everyone starts developing. We're talking about like, like who you potentially have to give up at some point, right? Because like, if Grimes takes another step, say next year, like he develops, like, like I don't know, like he develops a little more like off the ball, like shooting or something like that, right? And it's like. Oh, he's really good now. Like he, he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot of money quickly if he takes another step. Is is definitely gonna get a lot of money. Um, Obi right now is keep showing proof that like he he looks good too. So like you're you're talking about like a lot of cap stuff at some point if the development's too good. So, but like they're definitely considering it. So for that, but I if they're too good, it's gonna be an interesting problem that uh, that they're gonna face. They may not because. Is Dolan going to pay the uh, the taxes, and how good is the team? How good is that team going to be, as well? Yeah, I think uh, I think the Knicks need to engage in a little uh, like value suppression, like in the MLB, and just keep their guys down for a number of years. <laughs> just not play. I think Tibbs has been doing with Ob and with Quickly. It's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah, the well, long game, baby. <laughs> Like there are some good things too with the contract because I think Brunson's descending, right? And like yeah. Mitch is descending. They're like locked up. Um, Randall and Barrett are ascending, but they you're hoping that well, Randall basically gave like all NBA impact, right? Like max level player impact on a sub max contract. It'll be mm-hmm. we'll see how Barrett we'll see if Barrett can outproduce it, but like if if the three, those three are consistently outproducing that. Like that's, that's pretty good for them. Like <laughs> moving forward, as well. Like they can actually, like they, they do have some good security, right now too, with their contracts. Yeah, Dallas. I just, I guess, put another way. Do you think, do you think that this team, if they don't make a big swing for like a a big trade for a star at some point, could develop into a team that eventually becomes a championship caliber team a la like the warriors or something well i don't know i don't know about no like 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 we're we're talking about not like the greatest dynasty of all time but i just mean like the arc of like uh, leading up to their first title basically yeah yeah absolutely i think so uh uh think about when the prime like the prime of this core if you were saying like when do you think this group that's playing together is going to be at their absolute best. It's like five years from now. Mm-hmm. Like that's when like Brunson's like 31 and you have like quick and uh, quick is like 28. That's when Grimes is 28. RJ is 27. OB, I guess would be 30. I think like that's when like the prime, that's the prime. That's how much growth there is left. Right. Like um, I think you have another two, three years of upward trajectory easily with a lot of these guys um before before you're really hitting primes um so yeah no uh i think it's definitely possible um 
this group on its own could get there. I, I mean, I don't know if it will happen, but um, you know, and then things happen like this year where you can go on a run. Um, if you're good enough, like you're just consistently in that, you know, three to six sort of area in your conference um, you beat a good team and then you get some injury luck and, you know, the heat beat the bucks and, you beat them and you are a good matchup for the Celtics. And the next thing you know, you could be in the finals, right? Like it, it's, it's the fact that it's not impossible that it could happen this year. Like the heat seem like a pretty great matchup for us. I feel um, Celtics. I think the Celtics would have to be favored, but like, it's not, what is it? Maybe you think they win that 60 or 65% of the time or something, but that's, you know, if you think the, the Knicks are favored in, this series, you know, you that you're talking about like, you know, a 20% chance or something of the Knicks ending up in the finals, which is like crazy, right? And that's with this team as it is right now, with probably some growth as Brunson mm-hmm. more comfortable being the primary. Quickly is clearly going to continue growing. Um, RJ is going to grow. Obi has a bunch. I mean, it's just grind. They all, there's so much room for growth on this team. Um, and you're already in a position like this where, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we also have another year where we're don't go as far as we might go this year. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, that's, that's the kind of thing that can happen even with those solid three to six range teams. Um, but yeah, I like the question because it, it's a, it's a good thing to be thinking about. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Um, yeah. I mean, I generally agree with everything both Dallas and Drew said in, in the ways in which they overlapped. Um, I'm of two minds about it because I think, you know, as Dallas was getting at, there's a scenario in which the Knicks fucking win the championship this year. That's not unrealistic. And, but that doesn't mean they're good enough to be a championship caliber team. It's really just that, look, they were a great match for the Cavs. They fucking pants the Cavs. The Heat beat the Bucks, and, the, you know, the Knicks are clearly better than the Heat. That doesn't mean they're going to win this series, but we should expect that. And then, yeah, I mean, the Celtics are better, but the Knicks are a very good matchup for the Celtics. And, I think, and you know, Alex, we, you and I talked about this, you know, not on the Discord privately, but like, I think there's a, I would not be shocked if the Knicks completely pants the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, obviously, I, I also wouldn't be surprised. I think I'd be more surprised if the Celtics pants the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals and vice versa, although I'd be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics just win the series. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, so, you know, they could they could go to the finals this year in a pretty realistic way, but that doesn't mean they're, you know, a consistent championship caliber, caliber team. I don't think they're there yet. So I think the thing you have to upgrade is as much as I'm like back on the Randall train this year, and he was, he would have been amazing in game five if he hadn't gotten injured again. Clearly he like finally fucking figured out what he needed to do. Um, I don't think he and Obi can coexist forever as Obi gets into his prime. And whereas a month ago I was saying trade Obi, I think it's trade Randall. And, you know, you try to figure out some way to consolidate Randall with some assets to get a different type of star level player, hopefully. Um, Or you just use it to get more assets that you can then turn into a star level player later. Because, yeah, Brunson will get better. RJ will get better. Quickly will get better. Obi will get better. Grimes will get better. Hart will get a little better, although he's, you know, older than all those guys. Um, Assuming he stays around. But I, I think they probably need one more, like, star level player and i don't really want it to be randall if obi's still here and i kind of feel like i would rather have obi around is how i feel about it i agree all right (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm willing to just call it that because I think you guys all made really good points. Um, I, I guess I'll just say, like, I, I agree. I do think that this team could potentially turn into a championship caliber team. However, if I were going to bet on it, if I was able to, like, place some sort of weird five-year prop bet or something, like, if the Knicks win a championship, will it be with this same core? I would probably bet no. I bet at some point they will try to consolidate some of their young guys and get some sort of bigger star to create their own like sort of big three, big four situation. Um, it would probably be a big three. I feel like RJ would probably be the one that would end up getting being the headliner of, of a deal for some, some dude to pair with Brunson and Randall. Um, and we'll see who eventually becomes available at some point if the Knicks are in on that player or whatever, but they just have, there's so many picks too that like, you just when you have that much of a surplus of picks, there's always that chance that they're all going to fall in the same year, and then you're going to have to take like a drastically lower return on investment for them, mm-hmm. you know, than you would as if they were if they were part of a star package. So, um, I think the Knicks will recognize that, and they'll probably try to do that at some point, maybe even as soon as the summer. But I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, oh. All right, our next question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to throw this at, at you because I, like this is like the general discussion, like right, like everything we're talking about. Since it's not inconceivable that the Knicks can beat the Heat, right? That means it's not inconceivable that Eastern Conference Finals is a is a possibility. If they mm-hmm. compete with the Celtics, who is the actual upgrade that we're even talking about, right? Like this was just an Eastern Conference Finals like young team with very much room to grow. So you're talking about like yeah, the but if of the elite then, if Giannis doesn't get like, hurt and the Bucks don't choke, the Knicks aren't beating the Bucks. Is the no, I get that, but you still need to like you still need to like follow the results though too, right? Like I you, think like you can't just ignore the results because like something no. fluky happened. I just think like they need like the Sixers too. They're not going to run to the Sixers because I think the Celtics are going to beat the Sixers, but like I don't think they would beat the Sixers. I think they're going to get lucky and avoid the two teams that would that would spank them in the in these playoffs. And but they're going to need some way to beat them down the line. And I don't know that like just waiting for all these guys to continue to get better is enough to beat those teams. I think what would end up happening is just like from a Leon Rose perspective, he would look at like the fact that they did get to let's say that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lost to the Celtics in six games or something like, but it was a very competitive six game series or or even a seven game series. You would look at that and you'd be like, yes, this is really encouraging. And yet also I think that they would look at that and be like, well, we're clearly a little ahead of schedule right now. So like if we're able to make a move to immediately become a title contender by like next year, like not just a contender, but like a title favorite potentially, then I think they would do it. Um, Well, here's. But now to your yeah. point, I just think we're talking about a very elite player, though, and I don't know how realistic that. Well, I'm imagining, is. I'm imagining Devin Booker, and here's why: if in two, okay, it yeah, wouldn't be next year, but in two years, Kevin Durant's gone, the Suns might blow it up, and like you put Booker on this team, replace essentially Booker Randall with Booker in the starting lineup. So you've got you know Brunson, Booker, Grimes, Obi, Mitch, with. RJ quickly and hard all coming off the bench. Like that's a better team than we have now. Is yeah. it not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, RJ's not coming I'm... off the bench. So then, you know, I don't think, you're, I don't think so you're then it's, it's Brunson Booker RJ 
Obi Mitch or Brunson Booker, RJ Grimes Mitch, whatever. Like the point is, I think those are your main eight guys, and that's a better replacing Randall with Booker makes this a, a higher ceiling team, which is what I would want to do. I'm also thinking of like if they would look at like the Clippers and be like, go go after one of Kawhi or Paul George. I don't and know just if they like, can play anymore, either of them. Yeah, I mean Kawhi definitely worries me the most. I'm just like, dude, you never play when it's yeah. when you need to be playing anymore. Um, I would I would invest in Udonis Haslam before I. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, I think Paul George still has some game too. But both of them are just like so fragile though at this point. Yeah. But you know, I wonder if the Knicks would look at that and if there was an ability to get one of those guys where they didn't have to give up like the entire farm for them that they would maybe look at that as like an upgrade, but you know, that maybe let's say that costs you RJ Barrett and like Evan Fournier for salary matching. And then like a couple of those protected picks or something. Um, if the Clippers are willing to just like, be like, we're going to just pull the plug on this experiment and reboot, then maybe that's something they look into, but that would be the sort of move I'm thinking of, of like, like Paul George, if he could stay healthy is clearly a better player than RJ Barrett right now, I think. And, would elevate your team to, you know, potentially being a title contender. Um, but also, you know, you take a chance then of, like you said, Dallas, like they are obviously showing a trajectory too, that like they're getting better every single year. And we finally saw like, Oh, you just add a real point guard to this team. And suddenly they're an Easter conference finals or NBA finals, dark horse this year uh, because that made all the difference in the world. And that was kind of just like the final piece they needed in Brunson. Uh, plus all the development of all the young guys. So I don't know. I guess we'll see how it all ends up working out. That's a summer question, though. I'm sure we're going to have to answer that one 8,000 times mm-hmm. after the Knicks get knocked out, whenever mm-hmm. that may be, or after the Knicks win the championship, in which case then we'll just be like, the Knicks will never make another move again. This team will just last forever and we'll win more yeah, championships. Exactly. Um, yep. <laughs> but our next question comes to us from one of our own, comes from uh, It's Zach. And Zach wants to know if Dylan Brooks were a WWE heel, who would he be? And why is it not X-Pac? Uh, so I, did you guys have to answer this question or was this just posed somewhere else about Dylan Brooks? Being posed for, for Schwinn and Zach's Q and a, Oh, for their Q and a, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to back right. out of this. I don't even know who X-Pac is, X-Pac is or any wrestlers. This is all Dude. you, Alex, I think. Drew, didn't you watch wrestling in the early 2000s? No, wait, that's why I'm shaking my head as a no, it's on X-Pac. Like it is definitely not. Yeah. X-Pac, if you're taking a DX member, it's definitely closer to, uh, you know, uh, Road Dog Jesse James. Yeah, definitely. Inter- yeah. Like, that's, also, who, that's who the D, the DX member he would be. He wouldn't be X-Pac. But also, DX weren't heels. DX were, like, the biggest baby faces in the company. So... I know. That's like, kind of that's like that's kind of the thing, too, yeah. right? It would have to be this thing where, it's like, if you're picking a DX member, you pick the wrong DX member. And they mm. were pretty beloved, even though... yeah. Like they were supposed to be, it was like the heels you love, in a way. So who? I, so I think Schwinn threw out D'Lo Brown <laughs> as the heel that he would be. That's not that's not too bad. I mean, Hollywood Hogan would work because of the stupid handle, the stupid mustache they both have. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of a heel that was like all talk, but no, but like never actually won the big matches. Like someone who's great on the mic but terrible in the ring. And like I can't think of like one he'd because be a good, he'd be a good fourth Dudley brother. Yeah. It would be but like, like everyone loves the Dudleys. He'd be like Chris Jericho if Chris Jericho sucked in the ring. Like 
because Jericho yes. is so amazing on the mic. But like, if Jericho had like zero wrestling ability or was like completely mid, but Jericho and was had, like and had terrible facial hair, yeah, yes, and had terrible facial hair. So, yeah, I think these are all valid answers. Could the Dudleys were mostly over too, though? The Dudleys were like mostly faces, <laughs> so I don't. No, I know that's the I, thing. It's just like, like he has the look of yeah, these specific of Dudley. wrestlers, but like he doesn't, he doesn't fit them. Yeah, yeah, maybe like. No, no, I no, I can't. I, all the names I want to bring up, I'm like, no, they were actually good at their job, and Dylan Brooks isn't even that. So, <laughs> no, he's not good. That's that's the thing. Yeah. He's not good. He, he's probably he's some forgettable heel that was good on the mic but terrible in the ring. That's that's the the real answer. And maybe we'll have to do a little Google's afterwards, or someone in the Discord can Google like bad early two thousands yeah. WWE. Researchers will get on this. The researchers will get right onto it, along with uh, the the drug trade, and what was mm-hmm. the other thing? We need something else to research. I don't know. We'll figure it out though. All right. Uh, <laughs> before we lose, Dallas and Matt. <laughs> Matt's probably like Matt's probably like half asleep right now behind his his Dolan avatar. Literally, literally texting. I'm like half listening, trying to be like, okay, when are they saying something I need to respond to? Not not yet. All right. <laughs> All right. You're right. Okay, here it comes. I'm gonna throw this one right at you, pal. All right. Uh, Deuter Adam, will Barrett have a series more similar to his games three to five versus the Cavs or one to two? Uh, three to five, for sure. I, I don't. Oh, Dallas doesn't agree. Um, oh, oh, he, the face you made. I thought you were like, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think we like. There's frankly, he's played so well that I have no, I have no reason to believe he will never play a bad game. Like, I'm just going to assume he's going to play this well until he stops playing this well. Until he starts making stupid decisions again. Um, it's not even about, like, the points he's scoring, because, I mean, he, you know, he hit more threes, but still, you know, I'm not even worried about that. He's still fucking missing free throws, which uh, makes me want to scream. But um, it's about the decisions he's making. He's just making such good decisions. It's like he finally realized what he needs to do what people have been begging him to do for like the entire year, what Tibbs apparently has been begging him to do for the entire year is just like, don't try to run into six guys at the rim. And he's like, you know, he's passing out of those situations if he needs to. So I don't, I don't see any reason like the, the heat are going to not be packing the paint with, with Mobley and Allen. So, I mean, I guess the only worry is that he might be more bullheaded because he's not going to see those two guys there, but I really, I don't think we have any reason to believe he's not going to keep playing at this high level. I think he really just like figured some shit out. Yeah, I think I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like it's going to be more similar to games three to five. One, because something has clearly clicked with him. But then two, because he's going from, I mean, his whole style of ball, he couldn't hit a three still in all, even in those good games, but he was getting into the paint and then he was finishing against Mobley and Allen like nonstop. And I understand that like Bam is maybe a little bit more of a brick shit house than than Allen was, and might be able to absorb those those like shoulder uh, contacts from RJ a little better. But like Kevin Love sucks on defense, dude. Like he is uh, hot garbage. Like he is going to not do anything like what Evan Mobley was doing, as far as deterrence goes at the rim. And I think RJ should be able to match up Hunt and find his way into the paint plenty, and still you know, do what he was doing against the Cavs. Um, but Dallas, what do you think uh, about all that? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing I know is that RJ Barrett is going to get a ton of reps against Gabe Vincent and Tibbs loves that mismatch. 
Um, I think every Heat game we played this year, we started with RJ Barrett in the post against Gabe Vincent, and that was like, uh, you know, and we did that multiple times through every game. So I know we're going to see that. I know Tibbs is going to go to that. So he's going to have his opportunities. Um, one thing you might like uh, uh, say is like, well, you know, people have been talking about like the Heat, uh, un, you know, unrealistic, hot shooting. They're likely to come back to earth, um, play more like they played in the regular season. You might think, oh, well, maybe RJ is more likely to come back and play the way he did all regular season and what we know him to be kind of thing. But I think what you guys have been saying is the right sort of answer to that kind of critique. Uh, it's that he basically still shot like shit, like very inefficiently. Um, like his true, you look at his true shooting, you're like, that's not an impressive playoff true shooting percentage for a big wing. Uh, he shot like 25%, 28% or something terrible from three for the series. Um, but the difference was like, effort and uh intensity and a little bit of decision making i i thought he had less of a leap there i thought he's been pretty good since the all-star break in terms of decision making um maybe there was a little bit more consistency but uh yeah so it's like the stuff he got better at is the stuff that uh is like all right if you're just gonna come out and actually play like play hard cool that's it you're gonna you're gonna be way better than when you don't try um or when you don't bend down to pick up a loose ball um or whatever like you know what i mean like it's stuff like that where you're like yeah that's easy to project that continuing um now maybe next year in the regular season i'll have some questions about are we gonna see it in january you know are we gonna see it in you know february doldrums or whatever um and maybe maybe there's some questions there but uh yeah for these next few games i think we're gonna see it yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think I don't know. I think all the indicators are there for him to keep it going. Uh, Drew, what do you think about RJ Barrett? I got, I got nothing. I got nothing to add. You agree? I agree. You agree? <laughs> That's all you got to say, buddy. Drew is our I agree leader tonight. Yeah, Drew is winning in the I agree department. Mm-hmm. This is the problem when you have panels of like four people. Is that we all mm-hmm. exist in the same high find too, and often we're all just, we're all going to be thinking the same thing. So far. all right, so Drew, you got to start being Skip Bayless and just like pretend to have the opposite opinion. Going you forward. need to bring up LeBron all James right. unprompted yeah. in the next uh, next question. All right. So, all right, ZMP three two three wants to know why not us, Drew? Why not us? Because it's not LeBron, right? LeBron is just a joke. It's not LeBron of a player, and he is just not. He's not Jordan. He never has been, and he never will be. Incredible. Uh, but what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys? Cowboys are a great team like i was watching emmett smith just running the other day and he was just <laughs> running right behind that offensive line man you've really done your you've studied your skip bayless tape <laughs> you've got I know, this nail I know it like the back of my hand the, the only thing missing is is the like clear implication that skip despite all the shit he talks about lebron wants to fuck him <laughs> oh yeah, never totally. Jordan, but his glistening biceps Man. Oh yeah, his, are... he he has an eight pack, and it is just I just I'm ready to wash my clothes on him. <laughs> I'm ready to wash my clothes. Oh, you also have to mention your wife Ernestine. Don't forget about that. Who skips married? Get the hell out of here! Really? Wait, wait. Do you not know about this? So he is married, no. and his wife There's is no named Ernestine. He's it was so funny for some reason to me. 
And people for years did not believe she was real. Like legitimately thought he was making there's up his no, wife. I, I don't believe so I don't believe he had to that bring you know, her no on way, the show. No one would marry Skip Bayless. Well, she did. He brought her on first take. This was like years ago. He brought her on first take to prove she was real because nobody believed his wife was real. <laughs> but she is. Yeah. I feel like, Matt, when you go to VCR, you're just watching Skip Bayless reruns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I have a I have a uh, a lady caller come over and I'm just like, hey, you know what really gets me going? First take episodes from 2011. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you mind if I set the mood and then you yeah. <laughs> first take yeah. on? Let me address show. this issue. But you cut out. You, you know, cut out everything you know I'm sensitive about the Holocaust, but skipless <laughs> nods. <laughs> you cut out everything that's I not agree. Skip. Yeah. It's just yeah. skip. No, you got to leave Stephen A. in there. <laughs> Do you guys remember the old show before First Take? They had the show Cold Pizza. Yeah, Cold Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was fun. Skip Bayless and Woody Page on that one. That was a great show. Anyway, just dating myself. Before Stephen A. They brought in they brought in Stephen A. and switched over to First Take. Yep. You know, I mean, it worked. The rest is history. An (laughs) iconic show that shaped two careers forever. God. Um. All right, Matt, why not us? Oh, shit. Yeah, we're answering a question. Um, I mean, I don't like seriously, I kind of answered this already, but the Knicks should obviously they can lose, but the only way they can lose to the Heat is if Jimmy Butler continues to go supernova for another full fucking series, which just seems so unlikely to me. Like, I, I, I don't see it. The Knicks are more defensively. Well, I'm not doubting Jimmy Butler. What? I'm not doubting Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's going to get all my respect. It's, it's more that I just like the Knicks are so much more defensively disciplined than the Bucks are. They, you know, they're they're not going to choke because as much as I, you know, Tibbs makes mistakes, he fucking coached a per- basically a perfect series against the Cavs. And I can't imagine him choking the way Budenholzer choked because the problem is that Budenholzer doesn't make ever doesn't ever make adjustments, which we complained about with Tibbs, but he is doing it now. So like. If Tibbs is gonna react and adjust, I there's just there's no one else good on that team. Bam is fine. Obviously, Jimmy's Jimmy, but like who else scares you on the Heat? Nobody. It's it's Spolstra being the coach that scares you, but I don't think there's enough of a an intellect difference between Spolstra and Tibbs to allow the Heat to, you know, outplay the Knicks so severely they can win the series. So assuming the Knicks get to the next series, it's gonna be the Celtics, because I you know, the Celtics are like a, the Sixers are just not a good matchup for the Celtics. Well, other way around. Um and the Celtics are going to see Emmanuel quickly walk into the court and collectively shit their pants. I, like I said, would I expect the Knicks to lose that series? Yes, but I would be more surprised if the Celtics pants the Knicks than if the Knicks pants the Celtics. I could see the Knicks winning that series in five. Like it would be, I, I just think they could just totally break the Celtics' spirits, and then they're in the fucking finals. And who in the West scares you? Why are all of your? It's always pantsed them, spanked them. Yeah. <laughs> what what well, is pants, going on here? You pants said is just pants. Such a funny word. I've never heard the word pantsed used as many times as it's been used on this podcast. It's, it's just such a funny way. I, I like to because I, I was using this yesterday when I was talking with with Alex and Schwinn about Knicks Celtics. I just really enjoy the idea of the Knicks specifically panting the pantsing the Celtics because like Bill Simmons is going to cry, all of the Ringer writers are going to cry. The Celtics will have their pants pulled down, so they won't be happy. <laughs> I don't know. I just really enjoy. I really enjoy that word specifically when it comes to beating the Celtics. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Schnookums, why not us? Could they uh could could the Knicks pants every team in the league? All I have to say is why not now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean my <laughs> the real answer to why not us is just I don't know, because if the fucking universe wills it not so, like that's just kind of how sports work. Like wills it not so. Yeah, I mean, that's just how sports work. Like, if the universe wills it so that the Knicks are going to go on a run this year, then they fucking will. That's it. Um, very zen. Wait, but seriously, who I, I, I like, I'm honestly, because I don't see anyone in the West who I would be worried about. Not that the Knicks can't lose. Oh, but. oh yeah, you did ask that question. Yeah. Um, so, so, obviously, Golden State. Yeah, yeah that's the biggest one. Although, although, the reason I made a face earlier that you thought was – my art it was because the kings beat golden state tonight so it's oh no oh, that's what you reacted to yeah that was and they 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 pants them <laughs> <laughs> um i would actually be worried about the kings which i i didn't think they were gonna make it the next round but i think i don't think the knicks could keep up with the kings on offense so I, i'd be worried about the kings yeah kings golden state i mean even as much as i hate to say it i think um if you say the Lakers, Dallas, I'm leaving this podcast. Oh, I don't get <laughs> um, if they get their shit together, I could imagine Phoenix being a problem. Uh, Denver too is good. There, there's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of very good teams that I don't know. Like, it's not that the Knicks couldn't beat those teams, but I think the worst matchups are Golden State and Sacramento for sure. I, I agree with you there. I just, yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, yes, like obviously Jokic coming into the Garden would be scary, but. Like I think they could do it. Um, the, the and they did. They beat the Nuggets this year. You know they can do it. I, I know. I'm just saying. Like they, with their current with their current rotation minus Hart, they beat the Nuggets. So like, it's just, yeah, two games. Yeah. You just can't. I don't think you can take. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, it's just not impossible. Um, the King the Kings scare me more than the the Warriors because I think like the Warriors are so old that there's a chance they just run out of steam by the finals. Um, but the Kings, I would be, I would probably think the Knicks can't beat. Yeah, yeah. Like the Heat, we're gonna play the Heat, and it's gonna be like they're not gonna score a hundred points in like two of the five or six games or whatever. Like that's for sure gonna happen, and we're gonna be able to just like limp our way to a hundred and eight or whatever, and you know, yeah. and that's how we're gonna win like that. But you play the Kings, you don't put up hundred twenty-five. Like you're real. Even it doesn't matter how much you slow the ball down. It doesn't. Ma- it's really hard to stop an offense like that. Same with Golden State. Like, you do whatever you do, whatever you want to Steph Curry. Uh, you know, choose choose your choose your way of defending him. We've seen basically every type of defense on him, and nobody's ever no nobody's ever slowed that offense down, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think both of those teams. It would be we just have to have uh, really great offensive showings to to beat those teams. Um, I agree. Also, also, can you imagine the absurdity though of the Kings and the Knicks in an NBA Finals? That would be like, so great. The, two, the two most beleaguered franchises in the entire NBA. Like, well, you know, last, every, like, pun pun picking, every pun is picking the Kings in that. In that scenario, oh, absolutely. Which, like, they, you know, oh, you know, probably, probably. But, yeah, it would be such a meme Finals too. Like, that's everybody's meme for like meme yeah. projection for the finals for the last like 20 years has been like Knicks Kings, you know, like yeah. when you want to yeah. like, make a joke. All the all the uh king sites are also like unnecessarily mean to us, they'd be so much meaner to us then. <laughs> I don't know why. Kings fans, 
Kings fans really have it out for Knicks fans. Oh, Kings way. fans. Okay, I feel like Kings Herald is like a nice sister site of, of the Strickland. They're, they're, they're a sister site, but once or twice, like, we were like having some good natured ribbing on Twitter, and then all of a sudden they took it to like, we're going to fucking murder your family. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Calm down, buddy. They live like, in Sacramento. What are you yeah. like? Come on. Yeah. Also, I mean, you're from Sacramento and like there would be like jokes about like New York City sucks and be like, bro, you're from Sacramento. You're from like the fifth best city in your own state. Like, calm down. <laughs> like I don't even think fifth is it's not fifth. That's but... probably not even accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth best large city in your <laughs> in your state. Uh, all right. If that I anyway. I... Now you know what I won't derail us again. We should really move on. I was going to make Dallas name the top five cities in California. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot. We have a lot of questions. All right, all right. We'll make it quick though, because the ne- the next question is a strict yes or no. So Dallas, quickly, top five did cities you know, in California. Oh, I was going to say, did you know that How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, the fi- NBA Finals, is Knicks Kings? I saw that. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. That's so top uh, top five cities in uh, okay. Uh, obviously San Diego, LA and San Francisco are in the top. And then you have like San Luis Obispo is awesome, gorgeous, beautiful, and like cool place. Probably five. There's a lot to choose from. It's hard to say, but you could argue. Huh? You could argue someplace like, like Berkeley is pretty cool. Cool. Expensive. Well, there you have it. All right. Uh, next question. Strictly yes or no. And if you say anything beyond yes or no, I will bleep it out on the podcast. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's so much effort. I will just start talking over you loudly until you stop talking. Uh, you don't have this... permissions? My my partner just texted me and said wrong answers. So... Ooh. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> she, she disagrees strongly. Wait, All is, right. she, is she a California vet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's get her me. opinion and, and bring it up to us later in the pod. Text me your answers. Top five cities in California. <laughs> all right, we'll revisit this in a second. Uh, all right, so our beloved Jerry Garcia, whoever this jackass is, wants to know are, quote, we here, question mark. Uh, so, yeah, Drew, to answer your question, yes, I can mute people, but instead I would just choose to talk over you loudly because it's more fun that way. It's a better meme. Um, Sounds good. Drew, are, quote, we here, question mark? No. Okay. Matt, are we here? No. Okay. Dallas, are we here? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say yes. We're here. All right, next question. Uh, Zan Rosen in the Discord wants to know, Knicks in how many? We're going to make this pretty quick, too. We'll, we'll make this a quick quick round robin. Knicks, Knicks in blank. Dallas, Knicks in how many? Six. Okay. Matt? Um, seven. Seven. All right. Doug? Four. 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 <laughs> Let's go. God damn. <laughs> I, All right. Wait, Dallas, I never said the next one. I got it right last time. Oh, you said Nixon five? I got it right. I, I think I'm pretty sure I did. We have to revisit. To be honest, I want to say six, but I didn't want to copy Dallas. I actually believe it's six. I just didn't want to copy Dallas. All right. I'm picking five. Oh, man, did he ruin I would have said six then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking five for the remainder. Oh, if I said six, you would have said six. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. But now, but now Dallas said six. I said seven. You said four, and Alex said five. So it's beautiful. Yep. Now we've we've covered Perfect. all the bases. I did it just for the for the 
equality of it all to make it all just flow nicely. We'll see uh, who's right. <laughs> we'll see who's right. I'm sure I want everybody to hold me to this. I definitely 100% believe they're winning in five games and that it wasn't. I didn't do that just to pick. Oh, we have a special guest coming on who I will not name, but you all know who I'm talking about. Heaton four. (laughs) Four. Uh, All right. Next thing. I'll put it in chat. I don't, I don't want to (laughs) openly attack a person. Please don't attack people. All right. Uh, Next question. Also from Zan Rosen wants to know who will be better this series. IQ or Grimes. Uh, Dallas. What do you think? IQ or Grimes. I think quickly. They're both going to be probably important, though. But uh, quickly has just played extremely well against the Heat um, his whole career. Um, he's our best uh, zone attacker and our best um, blitz attacker. And that's, I mean, those are two things that you're just going to want on the floor. Um, obviously, shooting is good against those things, too, which why, which is why Grimes will probably have um, a good series as well. If he can hopefully get I think he like all every game he played in the Cavs series. He definitely on the offensive side of the ball was rushed and jittery and like a little bit like you know this is a big moment. Um, the the moment had him pantsed, if you will. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think I would I think I say quickly. Um, you never know though. Uh, Tibbs clearly likes the Grimes on Butler matchup because he used that a lot this year. Um, I think we'll see a lot of Josh Hart on him too, but if Grimes has a big defensive series, uh, you know, that could, that could swing it his way. Drew quickly or Grimes. It's going to be Grimes and Grimes is going to make at least 12 threes. This series that I predicted is going four games. So he's going to make three threes a game over a four game series. Yes. Okay. What's he going to shoot on those? 40%? 57. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, like 4.7 attempts per game, he's going to make. Did I get that right? You're the math. Is that math guy. workable? 57% on three makes? That's all I, that's all I got for you. Um, so, it's, it's 57% <laughs> on three makes, is he's taking five, five and a quarter threes per game. We'll ask our research team. It is doable. I'm the same. 21 threes. If he takes 21 threes over the four games and hits 12 of them, that is 57%. Good job, Drew. Wow. This has been Matt's math corner. <laughs> <laughs> and here Do I was thinking. Week to hear him divide. <laughs> brought to you by the New York. The NYPD. Brought to, the, <laughs> brought to you by the NYPD. <laughs> Just Do so, math, not no. crap. No, brought, brought to you by the NYPD. Don't do any of the numbers about us, please. <laughs> please, please don't learn statistics. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, who's who's going to be better? I I'm inclined Grimes. to agree with Drew just because he like literally pulled that out of his ass and was right, but uh, I agree. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's also going to be quickly. I just think, I don't think that the, that the heat have a counter for him. Um, I think that if Jimmy Butler wants to like on offense for Grimes, Jimmy Butler, if, if, if that's his assignment, like 
Grimes will be put through hell on that end by Butler. But in all likelihood, Butler will probably be on RJ because he loves being his like weird big brother. Um, so he'll probably like personally insist that he guard RJ the whole time. But Grimes will probably be on Butler, which could be demoralizing if Butler still keeps playing well. I don't know. I just think there's more. And also, I think that quickly played better in the first round, too. And I think that all that needs to start happening for quickly is the shots to start falling. Whereas Grimes, I mean, maybe some of it is just the shots falling, too. But Grimes looked way less comfortable than quickly did in the first round. And so I think that, like, Grimes, maybe by the end of this series, hits where quickly was. Where he seems like he's just gotten his sea legs now and is like, okay, I'm good to go. Uh, now the shots just need to start falling. Whereas quickly, I think it's literally just like the shots need to start falling. That's it. And in fact, I think he'll shoot 57% on threes in this in this series and make 12 of them in four games. That's my prediction. Totally original. <laughs> I did all that math myself. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, next question comes to us from Bushy in the Discord. Wants to know player-wise... Who will be the next X factor against the Heat? Matt. I mean, if Grimes hits 12 of 21 threes, that's that's an X factor right there. Um, I think uh I think Randall, if if he's if he's healthy, um, I don't which it seems like he's gonna be. Like they Tibbs was definitely obfuscating today with all that, uh, you know, he looked okay. Cause then all the reports were like, we saw him go through an almost full practice, so Tibbs is fucking lying to us. But um so I think Randall's probably going to play on Sunday. Um, if he doesn't, I almost guarantee he's playing game two. And I think if he plays like he played for that first half of game five, there's nothing that he can can do to stop him. Because who the fuck do they even put? Like, we talked about this at the beginning, but okay, they put Bam on him. So now Bam is like, you know, totally pulled away from the basket. And Mitch is grabbing every offensive rebound possible, especially if the, the Knicks put Love in motion and get him away from the basket. Like, I... I think Randall is, you know, really going to be a big, a big part of the offense more so than he was against the Cavs. Drew, who's who's your X factor for the Knicks? If we're going to assume RJ Barrett is still going to play like he is, then I would agree with Matt that it's Randall for like those specific reasons. What do you think, Dallas? That answer. Uh, gave me. I was. I thought you were gonna say RJ Barrett because you were like, if RJ Barrett keeps playing awesome, <laughs> me too. Yeah, Julius Randall. <laughs> if RJ Barrett keeps playing well, it's Julius Randall. If RJ Barrett plays poorly, yes. it's Jared. <laughs> I love that reasoning. Uh, I'm gonna go totally different and say Obi Toppin. That was my backup answer because <laughs> he is somebody who could really be useful against traps in the middle of zones. Just his feel, I think his athleticism too to to get to the rim um, in those when you have those gaps in the defense. Um, I I really think he could be super valuable, and especially if Julius has some injury trouble and can't be at full strength, um, we could see some some Obi Toppin uh, magic this series, which we saw a little bit at the in the in that Cavs series. Dallas, I gotta just compliment your. You're gesticulating throughout this whole podcast. It's oh, been yeah, fantastic. Crazy. Yeah. The gesticulating I with my hands. My the, dad was a, a preacher, so I got this, like, you know, I got the and the and the facial expressions have yeah. been top tier. Yeah. Top, Drew, top does he tier. do this every time? Or is this a special for every us? Every time. 
<laughs> well, it's like exhausting. I totally believe that. True, like I've seen this six hundred times already. But, but true doesn't put me on YouTube. I was born. This was I was born for you. You were you were born to be a video star. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say one very quick thing about Obi. I think getting out in transition is going to be big against the Heat too. And Obi, like they do that obviously so much better with Obi on the floor than anyone else. I'm going to say I think my X factor. Is the same as last question. I'm gonna say quickly. I, I think it's quickly. I just think if if he's really doing his thing off the bench, like we saw how well the Knicks did without really having much of any of his scoring until the final game of last series. If he does his normal like 15 points per game and keeps contributing at as high of a level as he's been contributing in every other aspect of the game, like that's a huge game changer for them. Um, I also think that he might draw the Butler assignment once or twice. And he's the type of guy that I could see more so than like a Grimes who defends more in like a, in like a traditional way, like just staying in front of his man, which obviously is fundamentally perfect. But like that Grimes is more the type of guy that Butler would want to physically bully and like, you know, like kind of take to school. Whereas quickly is, you know, he, he has a significant size disadvantage with Butler but has that like quick twitch, like just stab at the ball ability and like the turnover generating ability with the wingspan and everything. I think that that would annoy Butler more than having Grimes on him. So I think there are going to be some times where we might see quickly on uh, Butler and that could be a big X factor moment as well. Uh, all right. Next question comes from villain X. Uh, are the heat better than the Cavs? My first inclination is no. Does it? What is? I mean, I'll let whoever wants to speak up on this one speak up. But like, my first inclination is no, they're not. The Cavs were, the Cavs were a top, top eight offense and number one defense in the NBA this year. And the Knicks, I think the Knicks just were a really good matchup for them. But the Knicks also made them look bad because the Knicks are playing that good right now. The cap, the Cavs are a clearly more talented team. I think. Yeah. The Heat have better high end talent. I would take, I would take both Jimmy Butler and Bam over anybody on the Cavs if I'm starting a franchise, but I still think like the Cavs are deep, a little bit deeper, um, and have more talent going down. But I think they're probably a little bit better team, the Cavs. But I think I picked the Heat in a series. After watching that Cavs series, I just and I knowing the way the intensity the Heat play with, and I I just don't know um, that the Cavs would be able to withstand that intensity even if they had a talent advantage, um, which wouldn't be that great because because of the how good Jimmy Butler is and Bam Adebayo is, I think. Yeah, clearly the Cavs are not the best against uh, tough teams, <laughs> as evidenced by playing the Knicks. But, yeah. but they also weren't in the regular season, and people kind of ignored that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Cavs were great at beating up on like mediocre and bad teams, but they were really like they were fine against good teams, but. The Knicks were excellent against good teams, and like they didn't really. I think nobody factored that in. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, the Cavs did take care of business, but like you have to take care of business against bad. Yeah, teams, oh, for but, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, anyway, since I'm already talking, I I agree that the the Cavs are probably better, but that the Heat would win in a playoff series. Um, yeah, I think one thing Dallas didn't mention is that Bakerstaff fucking sucks, and Spolter would would coach circles around him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Tibbs is coaching circles around you yeah. that much, yeah. like, 
That's yeah. I mean, Tibbs was able to find. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. I don't know what bigger staff is supposed to do though. He doesn't. The roster stinks. No, I, I don't disagree with you there. I just think he did a bad job, even though he was dealt a bad hand. I think that yeah, if you're think- giving if you're giving Tibbs opportunities to adjust in game and he's taking them and like managing to beat you with in game adjustments, you're you're not doing a good job because that's not Tibbs' strong Look, suit. I, I I get it. I'm just saying there wasn't much for bigger staff to do. I mean, like, I think there. I was JV when you're in the play when you're in the playoffs and you're playing series. You know, like your same opponent in a series, that type of style of basketball. Two guys who are six one at the guards, and then non shooting big men, and then you have a zero at the wing. Like it, it's fundamentally a. It's not a playoff basketball roster. It just won't work. It never will. So, like, I just I don't know what bigger staff even supposed to do because all of their wings suck. The best wing was Karis Levert. Like who? Like who are we kidding here? With that, it just I just I just don't think the uh, the Cavs are just that good, and I don't know what bigger staff is even supposed to do with that with that team in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. They they got some shit to figure out though. The Cavs, like mm-hmm. roster construction wise or whatever, they did not have enough shooting up and down that roster, like, no. especially off the bench, and their bench was horrid, just absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and, it's, uh, and luckily. Luckily, we're not fans of a uh, of an the organization. Knicks don't have to deal with it like that. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. not having shooting, though, they shot a lot better than we shot. <laughs> they shot thirty two percent from three, and we shot like twenty eight percent from three. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. It's true. But they didn't generate extra possessions, and that's, that's what matters. Key. <laughs> All right, let's move to our next question. This comes to us from Duder Adam. We got two uh, for from Duder uh, that are somewhat similar wait is it the same question question? it's like basically the same question but i feel like he forgot to delete one of them no because i no they're they're different because embarrassing is something that in my mind embarrassing is something that happened to you and ashamed of something you did yeah wait wait wait. yes embarrassing in terms of pantsing so i understand it better yeah i was good i you 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 cut off my bit too early because when right. I was the question I was going to say, oh, so would you say in honor of us pants in the Cavs were each of your most pants moments? But <laughs> all right, well let's let's go to the first one in honor of the. I, I'm not going to say us. I don't. I'm you know my journalistic integrity. So. In honor of the Knicks thoroughly embarrassing the Cavs, what are each of your most embarrassing moments? Anyone want to take that first? I don't know that I can think of my most embarrassing moment, but the other day I was at the climbing gym and I was like reaching for like a really hard and I like exerted myself and it was like evening rush at, like it was busy. The whole climbing gym was packed. I reached for a hold. And as I really went, I like let out the large loudest fart I've ever, like, ever <laughs> That's amazing. Like, nice. and, but I was like on the wall, like 15 feet up. So like, you can't like, stop or look around or whatever you just like know everybody's looking at you as you've just let out this loud part so that was kind of that was a pantsed moment for me for sure did you <laughs> you got pantsed by the fart <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right all right matt do you have a do you have a most embarrassing moment yeah um i'm gonna be i'm gonna really dig deeper in dallas here and not just talk about a fart i'm gonna try to make this a very quick story the overarching thing is when i was 20 
in college, I threw up on a date. Not on her on her, but like <laughs> while I was on a date, I threw up. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I realized while we were eating ice cream that I had to puke and sprinted away from her as far as I could and puked in a trash can. And uh, <laughs> we went out one more time and it was super awkward and I never saw her again after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm just trying to imagine where on our college campus. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It, it was at Rita's. Um, <laughs> we, we went to Rita's and that Rita's, I know, that, that Rita's Italian ice. Yeah. They don't, there's no indoors. And it was <laughs> yeah. like, it was like 11 PM. So also nothing else in the strip mall was open. So I couldn't go to any bathroom to throw up. So I had no choice, but to get up off the bench, literally sprint as far as I could until I was like, this throw up is coming out. And then I went to the, the bathroom. The, I did not get very far. And uh, so I threw up in the garbage, like probably 20 feet from her. And um, she was very nice about it. She called that later that night to check on me. Oh. But yeah, we went out one more time. And I was like, just convinced I was going to throw up the whole time. So I just kept running to the bathroom. And <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> what the fuck? So you were convinced the lightning was going to strike twice? You were just going to... Well, because I, I think it was anxiety that made me... Like, yeah. it wasn't that I was sick. I think I was I was anxious. Oh. Um, Why are you so, so anxious? Was she, like, really cute or something? She, or was, she, was, pretty, she was pretty attractive. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, it was our second date, too. I was totally fine on our first date. And then for some reason, our second date. And... We had, we had kissed on our first date. So I like, it's not even like I was anxious about it. I don't know why I was so anxious on the second date. But anyway, that's the third date was the disastrous one where uh, where mm-hmm. I just like acted like a weirdo and made her not want to see me again. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds sounds about right. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. All right, Drew, do you have a, do you have an embarrassing moment? Yeah, I'll, I'll make it even, I'll make it even faster. I got crossfaded on weed alcohol depression medication and anxiety medication during a party i was hosting at my place and i vomited everywhere then my partner's like everyone needs to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know if i have like a singular moment that i would call like my most embarrassing but i definitely have some like like got too drunk and yacked all over moments um i it also doesn't help that like the older i get the less shame i have where i'm just like if something embarrassing happens i'm like well it just happened so whatever i'm i don't care i feel like the thing i'm always most self-conscious about though is like i sweat a lot so if i'm in a situation where nobody else is sweating and i feel like i'm sweating too much i get like self-conscious and embarrassed about that those are probably my yeah and then you start sweating even more yeah it's such a simple little thing but like that embarrasses the shit out of me i fucking hate sweating so much um so that's probably mine. Uh, but then the similar but not the same question from Dude Radham, which maybe was meant to be deleted, maybe not. I don't know. In honor of the Knicks thoroughly shaming the Cavs, yeah, what, are you, what are the things <laughs> – pantsing the Cavs. What are the things each of you has done that you're most ashamed of? This seems like a really deep, like – Yeah, I'm not doing this one. I, I, <laughs> uh, I wrote an article once, a three-parter. <laughs> I know what this is. Arguing that Noah Vonley uh, could potentially be a primary initiator someday. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty shameful behavior. <laughs> there you go. Anybody else have anything to add? I, I honestly can't think yeah, of one. Yeah, I know. I would, I would <clears throat> tell a story if I could think of one, but I can't. 
We all have thought of like 17, just to be clear, and we're just not going to say on a national podcast. Well, here's the issue with a story you're ashamed of. You look way worse. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, something I'm embarrassed of, me puking on a date. It's funny. I was 20. Who the fuck cares? You know, like, it it doesn't matter anymore. Ashamed, like, it's a little, you're really bearing your soul to to all the podcast listeners in a very different way. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not I'm not ready to go there yeah. yet with the podcast listeners. That said, oh man, you guys are kind of listen. about to bear his listen. Podcast listeners. So here's what I did. Um, <laughs> oh man, I probably should pretty <laughs> sure have told this story anyway. Where um, I put rec volleyball. I am um, in the middle of I think it's probably like mid season or something along those lines, and we have to officiate. Like the the teams themselves have to officiate each other and this one person consistently kept calling any type of hit that i had with any sort of spin a double and i'm like no it's not a double like i kept trying to explain they're just like that's not how it is all that sort of stuff next game i end up officiating for that team so every single time they set the ball I called a double or a lift on them every single time and gave the point to the other team. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what are you doing? And I go, well, you said if there's any sort of spin on the ball that it's considered double. And they go, not like that. And I go, oh, so you're saying the call, like spin doesn't actually matter in this case of whether or not I hit the ball twice or not. And they were just like, you, like they were just not happy. And I was like, I'm sorry, those are the rules that you outlined to me. And then I stopped playing in that league after that because that was one of the most shameful things you can do is get that upset at anything as inconsequential as rec league volleyball where all these people are just there to just decompress. And I took it to a point, a level of petty, where I purposely ruined a game (laughs) for for a team because one of their players just was just couldn't care less about the calls because she's been traumatized her whole volleyball career probably with poor officiating that way. So, <laughs> well, I get that's those, shame. Those, yeah, shame, shame, yeah. shame, 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 shame on you, Drew. Yeah, one time I didn't you. believe that the high septum of the of the seven uh, was actually, a, and they made me made me walk down to King's Landing naked. <laughs> Shame. Shame. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that just reminded me that I just I subbed in on my friend's volleyball team a few weeks ago, and I kind of want to pursue that further. I enjoy it's so playing fun. volleyball. I was just telling Drew the other day that I I finally signed back up to play in the city. Um, oh, it's so much fun. Come back to New Jersey and play. Then, then we could be on a team together. You come into the city and play. Ew, no. What? <laughs> That's it's, the. It's this so is backwards, much. dude. <laughs> Why would I come into the city to play? You come you, to New Jersey for work. Pick a you, league. That, you come. Uh, you come into yeah, but not where you're gonna play. Um, you come well, into I the can, city for work too. No, I go to the ass crack of the city in Kearney, New Jersey. I it's don't go all be, the way. It's going to be so much more fun playing rec in New York than it would be in New yes. Jersey. Yes. 
How many times a week is it, and does your team have open it's, slots? It's one, and I don't know what team I'm on yet. So, ugh, ugh. All right, I'll think about it. What what day of the week is it? Wednesday. Okay, we'll talk about the software. Okay. All right. I, think yeah. like, <laughs> I, I will say, thirteen patrons are going to show up at this yeah. volleyball league. <laughs> well, they, you know, what I was just about to say was, if we're talking about shameful volleyball things, this is not as shameful as what Drew did. But they can listen to me every time I, I spike the ball and, and realize it's going out of bounds. Scream "fuck" at the top of my lungs with, with around a bunch of strangers. <laughs> oh, I do that right. too. I do that too. I I am I am an absolute crazy person. <laughs> Anytime someone like spikes it on you, do you go, damn it, pants again? I don't yell, no, I say, I say, gosh, gosh, darn it, they pants me. The most, the most shameful thing Matt has done is he pants someone who spiked on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex, yeah. Alex will enjoy watching me. A spike goes out of bounds, fuck. A serve goes out of bounds, fuck. It's just, you know, it's really like no one's ever said fuck more than me. I, I lose it too. I'm like that every <laughs> single time. <laughs> All right. Next question comes to us from Tokyo Sex Whale, who I think used to be Chax365. That's Chax. That's Chax. Gone through a lot of name changes. If RJ plays as he, uh, we sort of answered this already. I should have moved this up. If RJ plays as he did in games three to five, how good will this team be? Can I, can right. I answer this one? That's slightly different. Yeah, the next match will be Julius Randle. They win the series. <laughs> he plays as good as he did in games three to five. <laughs> Wait, so the the are you because Drew before said if 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 we assume RJ keeps this <laughs> up, Julius Randle is the X factor. I was just wondering. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna win the fucking series if he play if he plays that well again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know. Do we need to elaborate much more than that on that? No, well, let me go pants the nope. Celtics. I mean, how many times have I had to say it? Fucking pants the Celtics. We pants the Celtics. Pants I, the think, Celtics. I think Dallas is off doing a pantsing right now. I don't know. He just, <laughs> just left. <laughs> we're in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> he just like got up. And yeah, that's, like I need a break. Saying pants three times in three seconds. But... <laughs> oh, this is also something that happened. Oh, we already did this too. Yeah. Damn it, Jax. He's, he's, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So we could do this question real quick while Dallas is here. How terrible is the West Con Western Conference playoffs? Uh, pretty bad. Hey, didn't we really I touch think, on this? I think yeah, the Knicks would pants every team but the Warriors or the Kings. Pants. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so fun to say? I think more people yeah. should say pants in that context. I'm just I'm just getting the giggles from it that we're so far in and we've said it so many times. <laughs> Pantsed. All so right. many times. <laughs> can you be can you be shorts? Yeah, but no, you're still, still pants. pants then. No, it's a square rectangle. Thing. No, it's they're still pants. Thing. All shorts are pants, but all not all pants well, are all, shorts. All shortsings are pantsings. Yeah, all shortsings are pantsings, but not all pantsings are shortsings. Those are shortsings, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. That's exactly uh, right. Next. Next question. Another, <laughs> another one from Jax365. Uh, is Dean Wade better than RJ? Jax, you didn't ask a single real question. This <laughs> what is this? Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> is, is there anyone? Yes. If so, please exit the podcast right now. Dean Wade isn't even better than the guy he looks exactly like. Didn't Dean Wade play three minutes in game one and then never again? Why, why didn't he even ask this question? <laughs> Did this I come thought, up? Was I thought it, Dean... Was something... you go ahead, didn't Drew. Wade retire already? He retired. <laughs> 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 what? 
Oh my fault. I read it. What Drew here is doing is he's he's uh he's doing a a, a pants. Oh, he's, he's, he's pantsing us with sarcasm. Yeah, I'm, shorting, I'm shorting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're on our last few questions. Oh, oh my God, we're going off the rails. Um, <laughs> at some point this year, though, did someone say that Dean Wade was better than RJ? Probably, Is, yes. It, oh, I, yeah. I, I assume there's Probably. something he's basing that on. Yeah. It was a lot of people were talking about Dean Wade coming into the series, too, like in Cavs' world and whatever. It was surprising that he didn't play like, as an at X Factor. All. My my most favorite one was Lamar sucks. Stevens. Yeah, Lamar Stevens is going to be our kryptonite. Yeah, I saw that too, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Who yeah. the fuck is Lamar Stevens?" I've literally never heard of him before. But let me that, let me Google that guy real quick. <laughs> uh, to root for a team that doesn't have a consistent ten man rotation, they could deploy at any time. What a fucking poor life that is. All right, uh, next question. Another one from Jax three six five. We got to run here from Jax. How pathetic were the Cavs' exit interviews? I actually. Did they say some pathetic shit? Yeah. I didn't really listen. Rubio said something like, uh, a lot of us still think like the Cavs are pretty clearly the better team. We just, uh, you know, had a bet. Something like that. Something like Danny Green. They said the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the two scrubs said that their team was right. better. It's very funny. You know, like, you know how it is. Like after your intramural team gets pantsed and you go back to the room and you're like, you're like, we were way better. We we're better than them. Like we just had a bad yep. night. Like you always, yeah. you always say that to yourself. Yeah. If I had just kept those serves in bounds, we would have won. Yeah. Instead, we got pantsed. Yeah. Exactly. Any other night, we would have pantsed them. It would just be. <laughs> it's unlucky we wore those loose jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll it's wear a belt. Need better drawstrings. <laughs> Coach told us wear some tight pants, and we didn't listen. Can you imagine a team coming out like so worried about being pants that they like their their strings are like double knotted? They've got oh, suspenders yeah. on. They put a belt on over there. Oh, shorts. I would love that. Yeah. Matt, like, how has nobody ever gotten pants in the UFC? That's a good question. We're in the NBA. Why does it never happen? It should happen. Well, Paul Pierce pants himself when he when he shit his when his he pants pooped himself. Game. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. how is how is how is how are people not getting pants in the international sports all the well, time? Well, Jared Smith tied someone's shoes together. Yeah, Jared Smith. <laughs> that together. was amazing. Dylan Brooks is definitely going to like pants LeBron in <laughs> one of these games if they make it to Game Seven. Yeah, I think games. I think if someone pants me in a basketball game, I'm probably fighting them <laughs> yeah. like, like who are we kidding like, diving you're after, fighting them you're like diving after you reach out you're trying to like it just how does it not accidentally no no, no 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 that's different no yeah no that's different like if I, i'm at the free throw line and, and I'm, like the I'm player behind like, me yeah i'm right i'm imagining right someone taking my out shots like I'm and just one of the guards in the backcourt just <laughs> <Yes>. fucking <laughs> yanks the pants down yeah um, what? Yeah, oh, I, I, oh, the Cavs exit interview. So, so yeah, uh, Danny Green and Ricky Rubio both said the Cavs are still better than the Knicks, and they just tried harder than us, which is honestly fucking embarrassing to admit. If that's the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and then Donovan Mitchell spent like five minutes talking about how he, you know, thought he would be on the Knicks again, which is hilarious. Um, the only one, Jared Allen's the only one who like actually took a sober view of the series. Hmm. All right. Well, in that case, that sounds pretty pathetic. So maybe I should go watch all these. I would love to hear the the two guys that played like five minutes and like were active negatives for their team say that they thought that their team was better yeah. than the Knicks who beat the shit out of them and pants them. 
you know if we beat the Heat, we're going to get a Udonis Haslam interview. That's like, <laughs> we're the we Miami. Better. Way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they got our team is in all caps for a reason. It's all caps. And culture. 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 Heat culture. Heat culture. culture. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. All right. Next. Uh, next. It's not even a question. What a, what a way to end the show. Uh, well, I guess it's sort of a question, but something that we're probably not going to have tons of thoughts on. Uh, ZMP323 returns for one last question. Thoughts on this? And it was RJ's Instagram. It was a post. Uh, said, uh, <laughs> you know, it's really hilarious. My wife sent me this <laughs> the other day when she saw it. She was excited about it. Uh, so RJ said on Instagram, excited to announce a new collab between and celebrating. Wait, oh, I think there was supposed to be like a hashtag there or something between Starbucks or something and mm-hmm. celebrating the new ready to drink Starbucks pink drink and paradise drink drops this Friday, 428, 12 p.m. Oh, my God, that was today. And I didn't even get one. Get your own <laughs> sip and sling bag through the link in the bio. I missed. I didn't get my sip and sling bag. God damn it. Ugh. I'm distraught. What thoughts are we supposed to have on this? <laughs> I'm uh I yeah. We're giving free advertising to Starbucks now. We're just giving yeah. that out. No, RJ is, but it's not free for him. We're giving RJ free advertising to advertise Starbucks and get yeah. paid. As no free podcast as pristine and professional as this one. No, just free advertising to you know anywhere. Except- if Starbucks wants to advertise on here, they gotta pay up. But you know yeah. who doesn't have to pay? The NYPD. The NYPD. The NYPD. <laughs> we do that for free. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. Here's a way to. Here's a way to counterweight uh, Starbucks. Um, what's your favorite local roaster and/or shop of coffee? I mean, well, mine. Nobody's gonna know what mine is because they don't. Doesn't matter. No, There's I people that listen to our okay, stuff if- in California. That's true. If you live in San Diego or you live in DC, Vigilante Coffee makes incredible beans. Um, they're really, really top notch. Um, Why aren't you going to say the one that I went to that you told me to go to? Yep, they're awesome too. Um, Bird Rock Coffee is awesome. To you. Huh? Dallas you were talking about you, Drew. Catholic, he lied Catholic to you about what place to go. <laughs> I know. I'm so the mad right now. <laughs> what? He told me the backup. <laughs> oh, you didn't, tell, you didn't give me the best record. You, you were really, you would have drive like 40 minutes and you didn't have a car. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> like, Dallas is like, man, people know me at Vigilante. I don't I want Drew going there and fucking <laughs> things up for me. Man. This guy's going to show up because you know what will happen because he's scared of getting pants. <laughs> just immediately walk in and say, This place was recommended to me by Dallas. <laughs> 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 and then the next time they'll be like, "Who is that fucking Boston Jagoff that came and in? Why here? was he wearing six belts?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Drew, give a give a little coffee wreck before we go. Night Shift Brewery, they also make coffee. Cool, uh, Matt. Coffee I wreck. I don't drink coffee. Matt T wreck. What? I don't, I don't really drink tea either. What? Matt, favorite water? Listed... <laughs> favorite favorite Mountain Dew flavor? Are you alive? Yeah, I drink what? a lot of water. Matt, favorite craft beer right now? I, I don't really drink beer, dude. Oh my god! Oh, no. really? about me. 
I mostly I mostly drink cocktails out. I know I do know this okay. all about you, but I'm still I, I got you no, to drink a beer. You still I think didn't give me your favorite. No, I will drink beer. But first what? of all, it sounds it sounds like you don't enjoy life. But <laughs> what is your favorite cocktail? My favorite cocktail is okay. So I really like there's this. I'm gonna do a free ad for ampersand in in the city. My favorite cocktail is at ampersand on 23rd and 3rd, and uh, they do this cocktail called the gold rush which is very simple it's it's bourbon honey and lemon juice and it's so good cool i dig that all right i'm gonna go back to coffee because that was what we started on uh joe coffee in new york city they're they're cool they've got a few locations there's one right near me yeah and their beans are really good uh so you could go to a shop or you could just order the beans online and get them and they're uh what is it uh big city blend if you like sort of a medium dark roast, fantastic. I freaking love it. It's it's like one of my go-tos. So, all right. Well, we sort of just ended on plugs, too. Is there anything else? you any, Anybody else want to plug anything before we get going? I want to plug pantsing and getting pants. Yeah. Wearing, <laughs> wearing tight pants that you can't get pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine like Kramer in Seinfeld when he's got the jeans that he can't get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Getting pantsed. Yeah, I, I endorse getting pantsed. Or, well, doing pantsing, but not getting yeah, you don't want to get pants. I also, I also want to plug Schnookums on uh, nice. uh, Blue Sky. Blue Sky. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to plug <laughs> skeeting. Um, <laughs> everybody get on Blue Sky and start skeeting um, instead of Twitter, because that's the thing. Uh, Drew, anything to plug? Wait, Dallas, we never got your partner's uh, top five cities. Oh yeah. She, sure. she texted me them. So she agrees with some of them. She said, she says San Diego, San Clemente, uh, Santa Cruz, terrible choice. She doesn't know what she's talking about. That's, <laughs> that's disgusting. Santa Barbara. And then she made a great choice here. Mammoth. I forgot about mammoth. Mammoth is incredible. What, what, why would you do four San and Santos and then not the fifth one? That's upsetting to me. She said it was on purpose. Okay, then I respect that. So, I respect but that. LA, LA, and San Francisco left off the list I would, entirely. I would call, I LA sucks. LA. LA sucks. It's got yeah. good food. It's got some good stuff. It's not a city. LA is great. That's great. everything in California is like that. All the cities are that way. Wait, no, ask her. So San Francisco feels like a city. Dallas, ask her real quick before we sign off. How far down the list is Sacramento? How far down the list is Sacramento? <laughs> oh, oh Sacramento got pants. Sacramento got pants. <laughs> All right. On that note, this is been oh, on Matt, the list. You, Matt, did you look up what episode this was? Uh no. Fam right. for 30 seconds. Nope. Nope. This has been episode blank of Nick's well, Mail. I'm almost, I'm almost there. Special it's, crossover edition. It's yeah, episode, it's episode, one. Episode, episode one of the mailbag crossover. Nice. Um, yeah, except for that side. No, we've already had a crossover. Yeah, we've done this before. Definitely. It's, without you, you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's episode 87. All right. And I think we Just can never do this again. Like yep. This has been episode never, 87 of Nick's Mail That Bag. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all soon. Goodbye. Go, Nick.
Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge? It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.